smartcast you are listening to a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast hi guys i'm prasad banerjee and i write about tech at mint and this is tech etc a podcast where we ta- tackle some hot topics in technology and also bust some myths So over the last two weeks, we have mostly talked about serious subjects, or we have talked about things that are not on Earth, or things that will happen in future. But this week, we have two new devices. So let's come back to Earth and just talk about what we all like to talk about: gadgets. Apple decided to launch its new MacBooks in India, and they just started selling recently. And Google decided to launch the Pixel 6a, its first Pixel device in India in two years. and that started to sell from july 21st so yeah that too is quite recent what we're going to do today is talk about both of these devices and what they have because yes i am one of those lucky few who gets to use these devices in advance and i know all there is to know about them starting with the macbook air the 2022 macbook air of course has the new m2 chip but you know what over the last 2 years when apple was making devices with its new m1 chip a lot of us were asking which device should we pick because it sort of seemed like all of them are the same and they have the same kind of power and hence everything suited everybody this year that changes the m2 chip inside the macbook air is definitely more powerful than the m1 chip as more powerful by about 10% which is usually the kind of increase we expect from arm processors the problem with the macbook air however is that it uses a slower storage variant on the 256 gb version of the device yes storage does have speed as well essentially apple uses a slower chip because the storage inside a laptop is essentially a chip as well and because that is slower it affects the overall performance of your device in a way you see apple's devices are about experience and the fact that the company controls the development of a device from the ground up creates a synergy between hardware and software which literally no other consumer electronics firm can offer as a result even though apple devices sometimes have lower specs than their competing ones they often end up offering significantly better performance on an experiential level now when you use something like a macbook air it has 8 gb ram but when you exhaust that ram the mac os basically converts some of your storage into ram in order to keep things running and because the storage here is slower you end up seeing some stutters and frame drops on the macbook air which is not really nice to look at when you use an apple device On the 2022 MacBook Air for example, I had about 35 tabs on Chrome open. Yes, I am one of those people, along with apps like Slack, Microsoft Teams, Safari, and WhatsApp web. And with that, my total RAM usage was around 7 GB, which leaves 1 GB headroom for anything else I might do. And even on day-to-day usage, I saw these frame drops. Very often when WhatsApp web is trying to load chats and things that I haven't seen I see a very clear and significant stutter and so on. Now here's the thing. This may not affect everybody. If you don't open 35 tabs on Chrome, if you don't have millions of apps open at the same time, you probably won't even realize that this is happening. And that is sort of the catch here. Apple's MacBook Air is usually meant for people who are not power users and they're not heavy users either. So 
for those people you probably will end up never seeing this problem in fact there's another problem with the macbook air the fact that the m2 chip heats up faster than the m1 chip and as a result it throttles throttling in pcs is something that happens when the cpu gets too hot and it's done in order to protect the cpu from overheating and even to save battery life so yes it's a good thing but what happens when a cpu heats up too fast is that throttling happens faster too and as a result your perceived performance of the device can still feel lower having said that it takes really really intensive tasks like 4k exports etc to get the cpu that hot and that will not happen for almost any one of us as long as we're not actual video editors and graphic designers and that's exactly where that differentiation element comes in what it seems like apple is saying is that look if you want to do those tasks go buy a macbook pro or an imac or something like that leave the macbook air for regular users moving on to the changes that i do like the macbook air no longer has the iconic wedge shape now yes some people may not like it but this new more block like design is actually sleeker or at least it looks sleeker to me it weighs only about 1.2 kg and it's 11 mm thick which means that it's a few grams lighter than the older macbook air and it is thinner the wedge design may have looked thinner to some people but the math does say otherwise here and overall when you use the macbook air the screen also has 0.3 inches added to it which makes it taller so when you're actually using this device it actually looks very new and no one will think that you have an old macbook air something that i've seen many apple users care about in india and that brings us to essentially the million dollar question or in apple's case 119900 rupees should you buy the macbook air or not like i said if you're a very simple regular day to day user who does not ever open apps like say garageband or imovie or premiere pro by the way adobe's premiere pro has a lot of problems at the moment so that may not be the best way to judge performance but either way if you don't use these very resource intensive apps and if your chrome usually does have one or two tabs you shouldn't have any problem with the macbook air but for everybody else you either buy a 512 gb variant of the macbook air or go to the pro and now that we're done with the macbook air let's move on to another device which is about a new chip the google pixel 6a now in the past 2 years ago when we had a pixel the pixel 4a was basically about getting that really awesome pixel camera on a much cheaper device this year it has a weaker camera than the actual pixel 6 devices but it has the same google tensor chip which now runs the pixel device and like apple google essentially has more control on the software and hardware development life cycle now and that is exactly what makes the pixel 6a a very fun device to use it's definitely not cheap it costs over 40000 rupees in india but that's still cheaper than many flagship devices and the pixel 6a despite its a moniker is actually very flagship like since it's google it's all about ai but before we get to that let's quickly talk about the regular stuff on a phone right the pixel 6a feels very fast the ui is extremely fluid even though the display is just a 60 hertz 1080p display and it has enough ram to last for most of your activities 
its battery life is also about 10 hours and i would say that if you're a light user then there's a good chance it will last you more than 10 hours and that again is pretty much industry standard battery life what's different about the pixel 6a is that most phone makers come and tell you hey look i have a new camera hey look i have a new design i have better battery life and so on but since this is google all they're really saying is hey look i have ai the Pixel 6a is all about AI algorithms and various AI-driven apps, starting, of course, with the Google Assistant. What the Tensor chip on this does is it's basically designed to enhance AI activities. And as a result, the Google Assistant, voice typing, transcription, live translation, all of these features that use AI are much faster on the Pixel 6a than they are on any other Android phone. And that is important because in a lot of these AI-driven features, speed matters because if they're not fast, they don't feel natural. And if they're not natural, you don't use them. And I'm speaking from experience here. I've been to China and tried to use a live translate feature to translate what somebody else is saying. But given that it's so slow, it's never useful. At this speed, it may be a little more useful. Having said that, the problem with features like Google Assistant and voice typing and transcribing and all of this is that they're still not fully ready for India. They often miss things when we move from Hindi to English or from the million other native languages that we have in India to English and that becomes a problem often. So they're not fully dependable, they're more like gimmicks at the moment and yes, someday they may improve. What is good about the AI features here is something called speech enhancement, for example. And this will really work for vloggers or those who make a lot of video with their front camera. Speech enhancement basically takes all the background noise around you and recognizes your voice over it. It then amplifies your voice automatically and suppresses the background noise. It's what the editors on this podcast often do when I make a very bad recording. But this time the AI will do it itself. And that, of course, is a useful feature. There's another feature called Real Tone, which should make a big difference in countries like India. Real Tone basically takes people with darker complexions and takes more natural photos of them. In many phones today, people with darker complexions are either oversaturated or they're too dark because these cameras just do not understand what's happening. Yes, AI has bias. Google is using its AI to make them look more natural. And while I don't agree with Google here, I don't think that images look more natural. I would say that images look better. What's basically happening is that there is some oversaturation, but Google is going for a pleasant result instead of going either of the other ways. Realtone will, of course, take much more usage before we can really arrive at a conclusion for it. But given that I've used it for just over a week now, it seems like something that could be super useful in India. And before we get to the end, a quick note on things that are not there on the Pixel 6a. For example, in the US, if you have an IVR call, then the Pixel 6a can use AI to automatically convert an IVR call into text. And instead of listening to that computer going, please press one to do this, you can just type one. In India, that won't work unless you've chosen the US English language. The Pixel 6a's camera also doesn't have the feature where you can make a moving object still. With the Pixel 6, you can basically take, say, a photo of a moving car and make the car come to a standstill while the background blurs. 
on the Pixel 6a, you can't do that. And I asked Google why, and they said that because it requires more RAM. And evidently, the 6GB RAM on the Pixel 6a is not enough. That said, I have not been impressed by chips on Android phones for a long, long, long time. And I dare say the Pixel 6a is by far the best Android phone I have seen in a while. The only thing that keeps me from recommending this device out and out is that Google has actually had a lot of hardware issues in its very short history of hardware at the moment. And it will take a while for us to see whether the Pixel 6a also has those issues. And lastly, it doesn't support 5G, which may be a problem for a lot of people. To sum up, between the MacBook Air and the Pixel 6a, yes, you're listening to this podcast to know whether you should buy them or not. To me, what they show is a whole new era of devices. Even though that might be an era that has already been happening for a while, what Google is saying is that phones will become more about AI. What Apple is saying is that laptops will become more about chips that run our phones. And between the two of this, you basically get devices that we don't have today. Tomorrow, we could have laptops that are really, really small. We could have phones that just listen to you and you never have to type. Of course, that tomorrow is a long, long time away. And that's it for this week's episode. Please do let me know what you thought of it and what else you would want me to cover. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Undertaker. Yes, you heard that right. That's U-N-D-E-R-T-E-C-H-E-R. You can also give us feedback at HT Smartcast. We're present on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please do log on to htsmartcast.com and listen to all of our productions. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.